Welcome back to Mango Masala. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties. You know, it's never a Mango Masala show without some technical difficulties. We had some more serious technical difficulties this time around, though, didn't we? Indeed. but The whole station down. I know, like, literally, everyone's running around trying to sort it, but we're here. We're here. We are here. Shout out Yolanda for the help. Yeah, thanks, Yolanda. How are you, Simran? Thank God. I'm chilling. How are you guys? I feel like I should asking you lot. Yeah, Stressed. <laughs> oh dear. <clears throat> it's all right, guys. It happens. It wouldn't be mango yeah. masala without it. Know Come on. I'm, I'm just happy that it is now working and we are back, back on. Back on air, and we've got Infuse joining us later at five thirty. So for them, Ooh. I just wanted it to work for them. You know what I mean? Like, uh huh. Wanted it to work for the guests, but. It's back up, we're back, and yeah, I'm just going to run through the latest news with you guys. Originally, was going to do a little bit of a Valentine's Day special, but... We uh, was, we was. We was going to have a conversation about growth in relationships. You know what? Helima, seeing as you were the most keen on that, why don't you summarise it in, like, a sentence? I feel like we should save it for a proper conversation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We do it on save Saturday, it. next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's don't, we don't it. need Valentine's Day to talk about romance exactly. and relationships. And exactly. And that's just life, life development. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can, we can do that a different day, guys. Cool. Hold tight for that. Right. So, first of all, just wanted to have a little bit of a discussion about um, Zuma, the West Ham <clears throat> footballer. Obviously, he's been in the news recently um, after a video circulated which showed him kicking his cat like a football. Uh-huh. Um, now, there's a lot of different things to talk about in relation to this, but um, Hauer, who is a presenter over Asian Effects, wanted to give their thoughts on this general topic. Um, and I said, probably not have that much time, but we will take a voice note from you. Oh, so on. I know we love to hear what other people are thinking. This is what Hauer had to say about the animal abuse, etc. In terms of the Kurt Zuoma situation with the animal cruelty, yes, it is wrong. I believe it is wrong. Love cats. And I know a lot of people have been talking about how stricter things have been put into place for animal cruelty more than racism. I kind of want to take it on the other side and kind of look at more so how we're picking and choosing what animals can be abused and who can't be. Tion Wayne posted, and it actually made a lot of sense. He posted on Twitter and said something like, you know, horses are being whipped in front of the Queen when it comes to horse racing. That's become the norm in some ways. And this is what I want to ask is why are we being so pick and choosing and selective about the kind of abuse that we think is okay and then the other one for people's pleasure to make money out of I think it's ridiculous you know horses don't turn around and say all right uh, yeah you know I want to be a racehorse they're being put through something that they probably don't even want to do and then sometimes unfortunately they do get put down when they're not good enough and that is cruelty constantly being whipped to go faster and you know all these kind of stuff is completely wrong but when I will then say that to someone and stick up for animals in such a way then I'll also get asked the question because I'm not a vegan or vegetarian Oh, but you do eat animals. And that's sort of then where I become a bit stuck because I don't know what to say. Yeah, so a lot to take from that. Hmm. Um, I think obviously just... Hmm. We, we'll, we'll pass so Obviously, I think anyone who's listening to this show, it goes without saying that the people, the people that made this conversation about comparing racism to animal abuse, like, there, there was no need. Like, why do you need to bring that up? No, no one said anything. I think it was... 
I forgot his name is Kirk something brought it up and he was like oh in my eyes it's worse than racism it's like you're literally <laughs> you're, you're, bear in mind he is literally a white <laughs> of course man. he would say yeah. that of course he would he say so that obviously I don't I don't think we really hmm. need to go into hmm. why that is just no mm-hmm. but I think it is a bit of a techie one isn't it well obviously that that clip shows him intentionally kicking the cat that's abuse but then i do have that a lot like i will say oh that that's abuse but then when it comes to like eating animals or I that sort of thing like I how do you think, distinguish between the two yeah i don't think it's that techie i don't i i so i'm not like a i am a meat eater um and i don't I mean, obviously, so everyone's entitled to their own belief. Everyone can do what they want. It's everyone's lives. I think there's a way for us to meaningfully kind of um, include and, and use animals in our kind of like ecosystem, right? So, and part of that is um, eating eating animals. Part of that is kind of um, using them for kind of... Like when you think back in the day, how we used to use we used to travel on like camels and horses and donkeys and all that kind of stuff like i do think there is a way to meaningfully use animals i think for example um a lot of indigenous communities like if we look at them i i would use them as an example of the way that we need to think about and regard and approach kind of our relationship with other species um where they 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 use they eat animals they they animals their entire livelihoods are surrounded like kind of around this relationship with other species but they're so respectful you know and 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 even in islam for example like we have certain like we are not allowed to hurt animals at all right that's not to say that we can't use animals we can't eat animals it's just that there's protocol you treat them with respect you treat them with dignity when it comes to slaughter sorry like if this is a I'm going to talk about animal slaughter, but when it when it comes to slaughter, like we do it through the jugular vein, so that the anim, animal dies, like it's a clean straight cut, so like it's, it's straight away, like the animal's dead. There's no, you can't you can't unnecessarily un, unreasonably torture animals. So I don't think it should be a case of like, oh, if you're a meat eater, then automatically that means it's you're you're abusive to animals. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case at all. I think there's a way to meaningfully, respectfully to to, to have that relationship. I think that the the reason why a lot of people do pick and choose is because i think it's to do with to do with domestication of certain animals like Mm. cats are largely domesticated animals people have them as pets people have a personal relationship with cats that's why they're so offended i feel like it's literally it that it's just that it's just that personal relationship and if they if they weren't if it didn't have anything to do with them personally they would just turn the blind eye i think yeah for sure simran any thoughts I agree with everything Halima said. I think the video, like itself, was not comfortable for anyone to watch. You know, you know, I personally not seen it because I don't like watching stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think from especially from the um, voice that was sent, it's, I do agree with the like. Where do we draw the line on what animals are we allowed to mm-hmm. abuse? I put that in air quotations. And what are we not allowed to abuse in terms of like which ones do we respect and love as pets, and which ones do we see more for like. Um, like I think how I said in the voice note at entertainment purposes or pleasure purposes like the horses um, I think you should do the comparison with so it's a techie one I think I think let's not even get into the conversation of comparing it to which is worse animal abuse or racism because that's a joke but if we're just going off what's happened here um, I think it will be interesting to see like how the consequences for him play out well, I think this is. I That's mean, another thing, isn't it? Well, we go back to um, 
well, we have gone back to this conversation about um, racism and animal, animal abuse, but I did see a stat, actually. I don't know where I took a screenshot of it. No. But basically, it was um, Luis Suarez um, was fined, I, th- I believe, 40, 40K for racially abusing, um, I think, Evera. Um, yet, and that was it. Then this animal abuse clip has happened and if we are going to compare them in terms of consequences of these footballers actions he has been um fined i think 250k um he has been um they've these all these brands have like stopped their partnerships with west ham west ham themselves i in my opinion haven't responded too great to it because they actually chose to they chose to play him like literally yeah, like yeah, a yeah. few days afterwards i don't understand why like <clears throat> you could probably understand why a lot of people would not be very impressed with that but i mean again i don't I, I, mainly because like we literally don't have <clears throat> much time but I apparently his, his manager standing by him but i think mm-hmm. i think you know what i think like you are you are living under a rock if you don't so first and foremost obviously we do not condone any kind of animal abuse mm-hmm. what he did was um undeniably wrong mm-hmm. objectively wrong however you then cannot deny the fact that the coverage of what has happened is racially charged you mm-hmm. cannot deny that mm-hmm. um and i think i even saw something like his brother his brother's like in a team some kind of some kind of like semi pro yeah. team and even he's been like banned I, from playing i and believe that is i i did see a source i don't i can't confirm this but i saw a source that alleged that he was the taker of the video right 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 yeah. okay 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 in any case like you can't deny the, the the kind of coverage around this and people's reaction towards this has have been racially charged um and i think I know a lot of people who are victims of racism, right? Like, so this country, like British people love their pets, right? They love their pets. White British love their pets. And this comparison is made all the time. Like beyond this case with Zuma, this comparison has been made where a lot of black people will say like, white Brits love their animals more than they care about like black people, right? I was actually, there was this Louis through documentary I watched a while back and he was with, this was in America actually, and he was with kind of like a, a black rights activist and they were in a, a charity shop and there was one coat that they was looking at that was like horse skin and Louis through was like, oh, I don't want to wear that, that's horse skin. And then the, the activist kind of made the point about like, you man really love your animals way more than you actually care or love like bl- like black people, you mm. know? So I, I think there is something to be said there. The, the disproportionate reaction he's been getting, the vitriol that he's been getting, I don't think it's t- to do simply just because he kicked a cat. Yeah. <sighs> I think there's a lot of underlying racism that people are now justified in, feel justified in spouting because of this incident. Yeah. I think it's... Uh... <sighs> It's a shame that you it's it's a shame for holding people to account in general because I've seen it a lot with um with the conversation point that we're gonna come on to next, actually with um Cressida Dick's um resignation. Um I think Sadiq Khan is at the heart of that. He is the person that has led to that happening. And people are obviously that wanted Cressida Dick to resign mm-hmm. are very grateful to him for that. Mm-hmm. But then they're saying, why is it that it feel like you you can be a, not necessarily a fan of Sadiq Khan, but you feel like you still don't tolerate any form of like not. 
critique. Think, yeah, critique. That's it. You feel like, oh, is this racially charged sort of thing? Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly. I, and I think you can. I think you know, especially as like people of color. I definitely know when a critique is valid and when a critique. There are underlying racial tensions behind a critique. You know, because a lot of the I've seen like on Twitter, for example, a lot of people that are critiquing Sadiq Khan. They're not even Londoners. Mm. Like there's oh, there's, there's the, entire demographic the, yeah. of I, people. I know exactly who you're talking about. There are, I've given a, your recent tweet. I know exactly who you're talking oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's entire demographics of people that are, that are, I mean that's one specific example, but there's even yeah, more. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah. Anyway, closing the book on that one, opening the book on the next big news story. Cressida Dick has. Well, we say resigned. Speaking of which, yeah. Yeah, we say resigned, but <clears throat> is it, though? Because from what I've read, mm-hmm. um, apparently what happened was Sadiq Khan originally said to her that he needs to see, like, mass reform, this, that, yeah. the other. And then they, they've they said, oh, he actually turned around was like, I want to meet with you. I need to know your plan. Um, and when she was told that, she was like, she decided to step down. Yeah. And... Hallelujah. In our opinion. Yeah. I mean, anyone that <sighs> Now I think it's absolutely the right decision. Look, the thing is it's it's it's, it's a bit it's a bit tooted, right? In the first instance, it it is it's not her, it's the institution. Like the Met Police, in my opinion, are okay, no, sorry, it's not my opinion, it's a fact. There's literal reports, are institutionally racist, right? The police are institutionally racist. Um and just getting rid of her is Close not. Face. It's not. No, I mean like there are literal actual reports. Like go, there's yeah. studies, there's reports. So this is not. This it's, is kind it's of. Backed. It's proven yeah. exactly. This is not just me coming on smoke. Like they, they are institutionally racist. So now if you go and you, you know, you get rid of one person. Okay, great. How? But like that doesn't. They're still kind of. I mean, I'm an abolitionist, so I believe the whole system needs to go. But even even for people who aren't and the people who are reformists, like it's not gonna solve the kind of fundamental problem. However, however, having said that, Cressida Dick has been the figurehead for the Met Police. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the kind of the representative, the spokesperson, the mouthpiece for the for the Met Police, and she has been. Um, I mean, she kind of she went on national television and denied any any form of institutional racism, any form of institutional corruption. Um, so I think someone who kind of people people look at her, right? People, she's kind of like the convergence point of this whole system, right? And people look at her as being the representative of it. So someone who is the figurehead for the Met Police coming forward to say on national television, nope, institutional racism is not a problem despite the reports, then she needs to be held personally responsible as well, I think, because, I mean, that's her job, right? That's literally her job. So to some degree, yes, she does need to be held personally responsible. And I, for one, I'm glad that she's gone because anyone who cannot see... How how can you address a problem when you do not believe that it exists? You know, how is she ever going to address institutional racism in the Met if she, in the first place, does not even believe that it exists? So she needed to go. Um, I personally... um agree with what you just said Halima <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I think also if we're looking at the um, specifics of um, Cressididic's past mm-hmm. before she even became the commissioner mm-hmm. um, the fact that she was involved in the I don't know how else to say it but the killing yeah, of, of um, Jean-Charles de yeah. Menezes 
Menendez, I think. Yeah. Um, the fact that she was involved in that and also the smear campaign afterwards yeah. where he was... For those of you that don't know, he was an innocent Brazilian man who was taking the tube to work in roughly 20 or so days after the 7-7 <clears throat> um, bombings happened. There'd been a foiled plan, another foiled plan actually, on the 21st um, of July, which hadn't gone to plan and they were looking for the suspects um apparently he matched the description though i've seen the <laughs> the person who apparently he matched and i don't know in mm -hmm. my opinion i don't mm -hmm. think he matched it significantly enough but they basically he went on he was on the tube he went to a certain tube station realized it was closed so he got back on the bus again and went to a different one now, the police that were tailing him at this point thought that this looked suspicious without checking that it was actually the tube station was actually closed. Mm -hmm. um, he And then he, he got on the tube. Um, again, I, I wasn't there, so I don't know the full extent of what has happened, but essentially... An I, innocent I, man got killed. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, he was shot, and he, also, he, it wasn't just his, he was shot 11 times. Mm -hmm. Overkill. Um, That's yeah. Overkill. And none of the officers involved were charged it was decided by mm -hmm. the cps a year afterwards that they weren't mm -hmm. going to face any mm -hmm. for it and then also there well like i said there was a smear campaign afterwards that started alleging oh he was um he was he jumped over the barriers for the train sorry but does that justify oh does that justify God. getting shot that's like the same the that's like, like the same with um oh uh, george floyd in america yeah. like the exact same thing afterwards like oh he gave a counterfeit 20 dollar note oh yeah okay cool yeah let's just kill him then yeah. like this the, it's, it's it's abhorrent like what happened is abhorrent and the thing is is that that's just one example of mm. cases that are very very similar to that um and again that's that's why we say like you know in our opinion or whatever like the the, the met and the police are just institutionally corrupt they are morally depraved in my opinion right so the fact that I mean, there's something to be said also about the fact that how did she then make commissioner following that? that she this, is, this is exactly what I'm saying. Right. Why is it that she was? I think it was Met Gold or something. She was leading. Yeah. She was leading that, mm -hmm. and then that it, this this thing. It was a very the the death of um, John Charles was a very big thing. It was mm -hmm. a like the Met. Although no one faced any prosecution, they did hold up their hands and say, we got it wrong. Mm -hmm. So for the person who was um, in charge of that operation or heavily involved in the operation to then go and become the head of Metropolitan Police, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like how does that actually happen? I'll tell you how, white privilege. Yeah. White privilege and uh, liberalism. Or, or sorry, the fallacy of liberalism because she's a woman. This this is the other thing as well. It's that people like... I mean, we've discussed before, I think women who are in positions of power do maybe get... Um, they get critiqued more strongly, I would say, than if their male counterpart was in their place. However, sometimes they also, deserve yeah, the critique. It, it may, it may, exactly, it makes it techie for in terms of actually sometimes holding they deserve them to account. It, yeah. and, and, and sometimes as well, you have to you have to see these people as kind of like pawns. Um, so I look at a lot of like women in power, right? Where, okay, let's for, like for example, Cressida Dick, where a lot of people will come forward and they'll just kind of. Get, have a very very superficial understanding and they will uh, support her or back her and be like oh well she's a woman like she's the first woman and blah blah blah, blah. you know this whole representation thing it's like Kamala Harris you know like mm. again in my opinion any any kind of um, US government administrator is in my opinion 
not good. Like, and you look at you look at someone like Kamala Harris, and you look at her 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 track record from before she came vice president. Like, very in my opinion, very questionable. Yet people were like, okay, she's a black and brown woman. Like, that representation. You know, like there was this like meme afterwards that came about, and it's like it's the meme of um, US dropping bombs in the Middle East, like a cartoon of the US dropping bombs in the Middle East, and it's like two people fleeing from the bombs, and they were like, oh, we heard this time it's a female bomber representation yeah. you know it's like these things are really they're really uh techie because what they do is that the, the state kind of um subsumes these people into like state state like nomenclature and essentially they pose as being like um post like sexist you know like yeah. in, in a world that's post sexist and mm. in the terms of like kamala harris like in a world that's post-racial or we don't see gender and we don't see race because look who we've put in charge it's the same thing with indian tories by the way which you know what we're gonna have a conversation about that one day we will we'll have a conversation about that one day mm. they're, they're literally use state pawns Mm-hmm. Because then anyone that's like, oh well, the Met is Met is look at all the violence against women perpetuated by the Met. Oh, how can that be true? We've got we've got a woman in charge, you know. Yeah. So. So. It's like the report that came out against institutionalized racism in the police and the government from those like nine people who are people of color in positions of power, saying that yep. being colored wasn't an obstacle yep. to them reaching a position of power. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's survivor bias. You just intervene the people that made it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they do that intentionally because if anyone turns around and they're like, okay, the Tories are racist, they'll be like, how can we be racist? We've got, we've got like three Asian cabinet members. <laughs> but them are yeah. doing your bidding. <laughs> they're your pawns. It's literally, it's, it's, the, it's the political equivalent of saying like, I've got an Asian friend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, all in all. I think uh, it was the right thing. Yeah. I'm glad she's gone. I mean, and again, I think people that are maybe criticizing um sadiq if, if sadiq khan did have a major party criticizing him for leaving quote a void at the top of the met police maybe that if if, if the person at the top of it is is being held responsible for all of this negative negative um i want to is better negative. yeah exactly it's better for there between the person who is at the yeah someone who is that, clearly not like, fit for a role like she's she is someone who is um who 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 kind of embarks on such a deep erasure mm-hmm. of something as serious as institutional racism she is objectively this isn't even an opinion that she's objectively unfit for her role mm-hmm. because you cannot because it's an objective truth that the matter are racist so if, if she's not gonna tackle that simply because she doesn't even believe that it exists why why is she in charge mm-hmm. you know so rounding this quite short episode of manga masala off or discussion of what is everyone doing on Monday? Simran, I saw that you got mm. your um, little Galentine's thing going on on your Aww, Instagram. Oh, cute. Oh, from my mom. She's so extra. Every year she sends me something. That is so, so adorable. I, I had like three packages of like balloons and like food and stuff. And she was like, yeah, she's, she's a cutie. Shout out to my mom, man. No, oh, that's so Every cute. year. She must have a Valentine. I love it. Cute. Um, yeah that's it i have a bad infection right now i had to go to the hospital two days ago Simran, why is there always so, something wrong with you in it man it's because i do like a month of like doing it burn myself out talk oh. about it on this show about how i'm burning myself out and then, you and just, then yeah get sick. yeah 
and then I'll, and then I'll like write an article about don't bang yourself out. Do <laughs> and then Meanwhile. I'm sick with an infection and I'm on antibiotics for the next week. Oh my god! <laughs> Make sure like rest up, man. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah, relax. I'm all good, man. Don't worry. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. Anyone have anything else special? Planned? I'm said I'm actually spending it with all my family. No. So like all my like in my family, obviously we're all really close, like all my cousins and stuff. And we eat like we eat together all the time, like a couple of times a week or whatever. And it's always the girls that are cooking in my family. So this time we said for Valentine's Day, we want we want the boys to cook for us. So you, the boys are, you, are cooking. Are you sure you want that? Like, <laughs> well, so one of them he has said he's gonna do all the cooking because he doesn't want the other. They're a bit useless to get in the way. So yeah, well, I'm just having a family meal, so that's cute. What about you? Um, no, just a quiet night in sort of thing okay. uh, yeah like we went first valentine's fiance oh yeah, yeah. oh true. my god yeah. yeah do something nice for her well, no, i mean she's probably listening so we went out on thursday and i think that was good because like it is oh there's too many couples out and about on valentine's mm. night like well you don't like it no Marvel's i don't i don't, don't want to be part of that i'd rather just be in my own space oh my god I mean, no i mean you could do something nice indoors you know? yeah 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 it's cute do a little nice setup for her. Give yeah. her a massage. Make her some dinner. Okay, right. Mianka, if you're listening, yeah, I'm putting ideas into yeah, your head. Yeah, why? You're talking. Why, <laughs> yeah. why are you doing? <laughs> like, I'll tell you how. You're her fiance. Anyway, thank you guys for coming and speaking with me today. Um, it's been a short one. Yeah, it's been a short one. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, apologies to our fans. <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> sorry guys we missed that half an hour of next week though tones. next week we're back and we're better so we were originally gonna in between these talking segments play a um, Lutha Mangeshka track because obviously sadly she passed away yeah. R.I.P um, but we've got an interview with Infuse coming up so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play that and then play the Lutha Mangeshka um, tracks after That's that cool. as like a play out so yeah, without that, we're going to get into our interview with Infuse, who are a Canadian girl group. Um, they've been releasing like quite a few tracks since the year started, and they've got a really nice like, R&B vibe, and they can actually, you know, like when girl groups sing and they're all in, all like in unison, mm, like they they, mm. they they actually can yeah, harmonize and they actually oh, nice. yeah. And they um, interplay English and Tamil as well, and it's yeah. Oh, love really it. Nice. So yeah, we're gonna have a chat with them and then play their new track um cardal Kondravi as well so stay tuned for that um, and we'll see you later and halima we'll see, see you later bye guys. bye guys yes guys what's good you're tuned into mango masala pi radio's south asian show my name is gerns and i am joined here today by sophia magisha and sarika aka infuse how are you guys doing we're good how are you Honestly, I've just been really impressed with what you guys have been doing. So thank you as well for taking the time to speak to me. No, thank you so much for having us today. We're really excited to be here. So we'll get on to um, the main topic later, which is obviously your new single. But first of all, Sophia, um, do you mind just telling me a little bit about you guys' background, how you got into music and met each other, who your main inspirations are? Like, just a little bit of background about yourself. Well, we all met when we were pretty young I would say like well I met these two when I was like 
11, 12, 13. Um, these two go way back to like, I don't even know how young. I don't, I don't know if you guys want to jump in here. I remember meeting Maisha when she was like four. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so we all met pretty young. We met through, um, I met these through, through like, um, there's a, there's a TV station here called TVI and they run like singing competitions and stuff. So that's how I met them. And then just through like the music scene in Toronto, um, we just sort of ended up bumping into each other a lot and doing things together. And then eventually when we were a little bit older, we were like really good friends and we just thought, you know, we should find an excuse to spend more time together and do something with it. <laughs> so we started making music together and uh, haven't really looked back since. Um, inspirations, I think that um, just from the name itself, Infuse, we want to bring forward our Canadian heritage and obviously like um, our unique experiences as being like, are we first generation or second generation? I always get it. Confused. I always get that. I, I always get that wrong. But anyways, I just being first. like immigrant kids and yeah. having been born here, but our parents weren't and, you know, um, Mixing that with our um, unique cultural experiences, um, not growing up where our parents grew up, and but still being able to connect to that part of ourselves. So that's why we're kind of infusing our um, two sides. So yeah. Nice, yeah. Because in, in all honesty, before this interview, I did go and have like a little scroll through like your Instagram and Facebook and that, and especially on Facebook, I was shocked because. I was at first under the impression from your Instagram that you guys had only been around for a year or so. Then I went to your Facebook and I was like proper like, <laughs> like I was stalking. I was like scrolling back and I was like, wait, why is it not ending? <laughs> like, and uh, I think I saw like um, a YouTube video as well from like five years ago or something. I was like, wow, you guys really have been doing this for time. Um, but no, it's been really impressive seeing like having a look at all the stuff you guys have been doing. Um, Sarika, um, Sophia's kind of touched on it a bit, but how do you actually go about um, merging both your traditional tunnel roots, but then also the R&B as well? Like, what's the process behind that? Uh, honestly, it's always like such a fun time. I, I need to like stress how fun it is actually getting together with these girls and songwriting. Um, because all of us like listen, even though like we've, we're all carnatically trained, we all sing like Dhammo Cinema. I think all of us have very like slightly different tastes when it comes to those things. And then when it comes to like even English artists, I don't think any of us, if we talk through like the people that we listen to the most, like it, there won't, there'll be some similarities, but for the most part, like all of us have pretty diverse tastes as well. So when we bring, when we get together and we actually songwrite, it's always interesting to see like where you know like a chord progression idea might come from or like what kind of runs we should be doing what harmonies to throw in and I think um our lyrics are also always quite fun uh whenever we approach them I think we try to think of like things that are not out there so that's another thing where like us listening to and performing to a bunch of diverse things comes in handy because we have a good understanding of like what isn't out there yet and so we also try to like experiment with that. And with each release, I think we've done a pretty good job of like pushing it a little bit farther of like how, you know, how much out of our comfort zone can we get out with this? And, you know, with all of the new songs that we like keep writing and stuff that we're working on, I think that will continue to come through. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's been really cool as well. Obviously, I've seen some of the stuff you guys have done where you have took um, Western pop songs and then have 
put you've sung the western pop songs but they've also you've added your own sort of thing over them like sort of a bit of a mashup and yeah it's just really cool to see that sort of merging of two completely different styles of music but you guys seem to make it work so well so yeah it's really cool um gonna come on to your new single in a second but first of all um magisha i just wanted to discuss briefly Obviously, you collaborated um, with, is it Sahi, on One Time, um, mm. which has obviously done, it's been doing bits, like, I, I've, I keep on hearing it, like, on the radio all the time, so what has it been like, obviously, seeing that get such good reception and being played all around the world as well? Yeah, no, it's it's really good. So like the same way how the three of us do Infuse, like from a young age, we've all been doing a lot of our own music and solo projects. So just like that, one of the songs that I did was one time with Sahi. So it's been really exciting that like a lot of people listen to it. Um, a lot of my friends are always jamming out to it. And then not only like, is it people my age, but it's really funny because like I'll show when I did show my parents the project, they really liked it. And then they went off and showed their friends. So then the next family party I went to, they're all talking about it. So it was funny because I was telling him like, we didn't think that older people would like it as well, but it's just kind of cool to see that it's a song that is liked by all. So it's really, it was really good. I like that, you know, it's been playing everywhere and people will message me and be like, yeah, we heard it. So yeah, it's really exciting. And I am very happy that it's doing well. Yeah, no, I think you're, really incorrect and that is a song that appeals to the masses like can appeal to younger generations but also it has got that kind of traditional element to it as well that might appeal to older generations they also happen to like it yeah there is a general like you know Janssen and then like there is like a load of up-and-coming Tamils um from eastern Canada so what's it like being a part of that growing and emerging scene it's really exciting like even now I think it's nice to see when like people that we've sung with like when our own friends have been dropping music and if it's kind of like a proud feeling because you know like it's nowadays it's becoming a big thing to have that like Canadian Tamil independent scene and like to know that people that we've been singing with from a young age are also putting music and then now that we're also doing it too it's it's a really good thing and I think you know a few more years and like we'll def we'll all be like up there I feel hopefully so yeah no you've got to speak it into existence right it's manifest and it's gonna happen <laughs> sweet so um Sophia coming back to you obviously you've got your new single Gardel Kandravi which is out by the time this is playing it'll be out now um so what's this new single about and why did you guys want to release it around Valentine's Day so I think when we wrote it, we didn't anticipate it as being like a Valentine's Day release. Um, I at this point, I, I hadn't seen the girls in a while. Um, and we I think it was just me and Sarika in the in the studio. And we were like, OK, let's just like try and write something. We didn't really have many ideas. Um, I had like some ideas of like chord progressions for the most part. Um, and actually, um, who we work with for production is uh, Steve Clefontaine, and he sort of took the chord progression and ran with it. And then it was kind of done in like an hour, like all the lyrics, the melody, everything. It was just one of those days where the song wrote itself almost. Um, the lyrics and stuff, not about anyone in particular, <laughs> just more, um, just more throwing a little bit of shade. Um, and also like, celebrating our friendships, celebrating um, the support that you can get 
in in friendship and in sisterhoods. Yeah, and it's nice as well. Obviously, Valentine's Day is nice for some people who are in like couples and can be lovey-dovey with each other but it's also nice to have songs like this where it is a bit more for the people that aren't necessarily with anyone and aren't feeling like being romantic they can listen to this and think yes like I can relate to that um but yeah no it's been nice I obviously I don't speak Tumble so I I still enjoy you guys' music um, but I thought, okay, I'm going to listen through to the songs. But the words that I did catch, I was like, okay, this definitely isn't um, a song professing your love for anyone. So yeah, also you mentioned him, Steve and Cliff. Um, I see his name popping up a lot, like with the this, um, again, Canadian Tamil scene. So what role is he playing in that? For us, he's um, he was kind of the person that pushed us together into Infuse in the first place. Um, it was kind of his idea and he wanted us to um, kind of get together and see what we could do with the idea of a girl band. Um, he has, I think he's done the production instruments, everything for all of our music so far. Um, and he's been a really great support over the past few years. He's a very, very big um, support of all Canadian Tamil musicians. Um, in Toronto, for sure. Coming back to you, Sarika, obviously, for the meantime, you'll be focusing on this latest single. But after that, what's next for you guys for the rest of 2022 and beyond? Um, so, oh, yeah. I mean, I, we've been on a pretty good start so far. Like, we started really putting out independent music together for the first time last year. And since then, I feel like, you know, every song has been getting slightly, slightly better. We're kind of getting a better feel of the type of music we want to make and like where we want to experiment and kind of where we want to take it so we do you can definitely expect a lot more original music from us I think like that 100% I can confirm right now um, and I think it'll just continue exploring different styles and like different um, you know topics and things that we just feel like we don't see as much out there um, like I can kind of tease to you the next song that we're doing um although it's like a it's like a very dancey like fun song um it does have like a very distinct carnotic influence and we like very intentionally like with the music and the way that we've like put the tune and everything um we like wanted to very intentionally have like that carnotic flavor come through a lot more so you know just like that with each song i think we'll find something new to throw in something to experiment with and just hope that you know it also resonates with the people that were listening that who are going to be listening to the song oh yeah i mean definitely like i said i don't speak tumble but i've been enjoying every single track you guys have been putting out so that me. means a lot it, I'm, I'm glad our song is like going past the tumble audience and kind of relatable to a lot of other people i think that's why we also put in the english as well just so because you know not everyone speaks tumble but we still want them to yeah. kind of understand what we're saying but at the same time i think that's something that people around the world need to get past like I think there's an expectation because obviously um due to reasons that we won't go into so much of the world speaks English um but obviously we shouldn't expect oh every song needs to be in English or it goes beyond exactly. music as well but yeah it's nice that obviously it's nice you guys putting in a few sentences here and there but even then that there's no obligation for you guys to do that and people can still enjoy music exactly coming to the end of the interview now do you guys just want to um 
let us know your socials where people can find you where they can find the latest music that sort of thing yeah for sure we're at infuse.music on every platform so you can check us out on instagram tiktok facebook wherever you kind of check out things um you can also find us on spotify apple music wherever you stream your music we have a few songs and like covers up right now but uh you know as we keep releasing stuff if you follow us you'll be up to date with it so definitely <laughs> check all of that out our personals are also on our infuse page but mine is sarika sings nava which is the first part of my last name mine magisha and then music mine is my full name and then music sophia rahul music everywhere I think yeah we just wanted to once again say thank you um, for having us on the show today and we're very uh, excited for the upcoming release and hope you guys all support us on that <laughs>